came to tell. Right, what's going on? Good you go live. We were ready. You were, you were ready. You were ready. You had the color perfectly. Then you were like, nope, I'm going to change the green. <laughs> so anyway. Um, but nonetheless, we're going to have a little discussion on the uh, Hall of Fame and our thoughts on that and Peacock's crazy censoring of history and whatnot. Uh, I mean, what what is Peacock? A family network or something? What, what, are, what are they doing? Anyway. Um it's an animal. <laughs> but uh, I guess we'll start with the uh, the Hall of Fame. I don't have the list of inductees, or maybe I do, in it's front of me. I know costume. I got uh, – I think I'm looking at them now. So Molly Holly, Eric Bischoff, the great Kylie, everybody's favorite, um, Kane, RVD. I think that's it for, 20, for 2021. I know there. I know there was like a 2020 class that was announced too, because of course they yeah, didn't have. Well, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna uh, have that. They're gonna have that uh, class be introduced too. They've already filmed it, so there's gonna be there's gonna have trimmed down versions of their speeches. Uh, I, I by the way, Jim Jim uh, Hillbilly Jim is still talking at his. <laughs> <laughs> and right now, um, Yokozuna is still eating. <laughs> I, I, I love, I love Billy, but when you say the words, "Don't worry, I'm not going to go too long," and you go 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's not too long. <laughs> what was everybody's initial thoughts on the uh, the Hall of Fame class? I guess we should start out with. Well, I, I do find it funny that they were they were they took their time they took their time in, in the first two names, uh, Molly Holly and Bischoff, but then then after that it was oh we're we're two weeks away we gotta we gotta name people what's Kali doing ah put them in this year the Kali is this year's Coco Beware. <laughs> now nah, I know and I, of course I've heard Adam I think I've heard both of you say this I think we all are in agreement even Justin in his absence but I think we're all in agreement that there should be some sort of criteria or something for the Hall of Fame uh, because what happens is even though it is still prestigious to the people who get in it uh, you have someone to the caliber of a an Edge or an Eddie Guerrero, but then there's just randomness that's thrown in. Um, and of course, you know, they've added the celebrity wing for kicks and giggles and, um, you know, different, different things. I think the, the warrior award is a good one. Uh, of course it, what's the one that Titus is, that Titus is going he's in getting, for. He's getting the, he's getting the warrior award, the warrior award. Um, so that I, I find, I, I find a little, I think is a missed opportunity. Nothing against Titus because Titus is like the best quintessential picture perfect ambassador for a company. But yeah. given the event of last year, how do you, how do you not how do you not give that to Shad Gaspard? Right. Which yeah, I, I was a little surprised on that one too. Yeah, which I think I know uh, old Meltzer is going to add that to his repertoire of awards, which I do. I do, I do like it's like a, 
Brody Lee, Shad Gaspard Award, kind of a uh, kind of the, his version of the Warrior Award. Um, right. But I mean, good good for Titus, you know. Good, you know, he's a good good soul, good human being. Like he fits that criteria, and which is funny based on what we just said in terms of criteria. Dana Warrior like expounds upon that every year of like why said person is getting it. I mean, they gave us the criteria for the 50 greatest WWE superstars of all time, which that that list is not offensive, but per per the stipulation of most influential, right off the bat, in terms of the entire history of WWF or WWE, how is that not Hogan, Andre Flair, Dusty? But but they're the the guys at the top. I think it was like Michaels. No, sorry, Austin Michaels, Hart, Taker, Rock. I think that's like their top five. Solid. But I mean, if you look at in, Hogan's in more, not in the top five. Hogan Hogan was like in the teens. Okay. You know, I'd have I have to pull that back up. It's I think. If it, I don't know how much of what was the criteria? Did they say? Oh, I know you said they championships it was like championships most influential and it was like it was like three things but they were it was pretty pretty solid concrete hogan uh, doesn't beat out michaels in that regard that's what that's what i'm saying but like just that right there how is how is hogan and andre not one and two in particular right Hmm. but but anyway i'd have to go back and look at it because i I know, because didn't Peacock put out like a top fifty women's something? Yeah, and it's. Did um, they censor? Did they censor the bra and panties match or what? <laughs> Pro- probably, you know, probably because um, that that uh, that would apparently be the Meltzer rule. Because if you look at what how Meltzer covered Sable back in the day, I'm like. Apparently, apparently he just doesn't like attractive women. <laughs> Shocker. Um, but uh, but yeah, but, I mean, back to the Hall of Fame. Right. I, I do wish there was more of like a a criteria in terms of in terms of like because I don't even think there's like you know with the NFL Hall of Fame at least there's like a set number of years that you have to be out of. Uh, you know, out of the NFL forward, and sometimes they're like, WWE's just like, oh, you retired yesterday. Okay, cool. You come on into the Hall of Fame. Um, so, and then yeah. a lot of it's political too. You know, like somebody goes to AEW, you're not, they're not going to get in the Hall of Fame no matter how much they are a Hall of Famer. Same thing with TNA. That's why I was a little surprised that RVD got in uh, since he'd been most recently working with uh, with TNA. But well. Uh, you want you want a at least to me a what the fuck and how is he in the Hall of Fame? I don't know if you looked at the 2020 inductees and nothing against him. Why the fuck is Titus O'Neil on this list? He got the Warrior Award. Yeah, I guess he's the Warrior Award. But why though? Because again, yeah. of all of all his. Of all his ambassador work, and plus, he he was 
not the spokesman, but he kept up with the PR of what happened last last summer with with George Floyd. I, I guess, but that's still like I don't know. You know, and, and, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you this: I, I'm I'm with you. Like, is that is that full fledged? Is that full fledged the reason why? That's why I'm like, for me, got me. God bless Titus, but like for me, Shad Gaspard is the. To me, that is the slam dunk. the The guy saved his child from certain death before meeting his demise. I said that was that was yeah. heartbreaking, heartbreaking. And, and and plus, again, you mentioned politically too. It's also let's also remember this too. It is a television show. Somebody being perceived, you know, somebody perceived, you know, being, you know weak or you know ill and i mean what i mean by weak is like physically you know unable to make it out there you know but not like not like connor or what's i'm trying to remember the dude from a few years ago that had was in the wheelchair and had the black dreadlocks who played college football and got paralyzed on i, talking about, I can't think of his name either oh uh, yeah exactly but so that one is kind of you know throw my hands up i'm like i I can't say I'm surprised, but I'm just like, man, you got something that is is rights itself in terms of just the speech, you know. But yeah, I was a you know a little surprised too because I don't know if they'll put. Uh, I don't think that they would put crime time in the Hall of Fame anyway. Uh, yeah. So you might as well get Shad in there in some way, you know. Uh, I, I think it would would have been the perfect way. I don't know if they'll. They'll wait and do it maybe next year or something. I don't know. Uh, who, who knows? But um, yeah, it, it was kind of weird. Who else was in the twenty twenty Hall of Fame? Uh, Casey. Um, JBL. JBL Bulldog. Bulldog. Liger. Liger. Which and is William Yeah, it says William Shatner is for twenty twenty. <laughs> I thought he was twenty twenty one. Yes, unbelievable! It was one of the best days of my life. Uh, <laughs> oh, and NWO, I guess. I yeah. thought they were already in the all the. They were no, no, but again, this is Sean Walton's 18th induction. He's the most over Hall of yeah. Famer ever. <laughs> the groups are NWO and the Bella Twins, so for 2020 anyway. Um. And then 2021 is Molly Holly, Eric Bischoff, uh, Kane, Great Col- fucking Great Polly, <laughs> Rob Van Dam. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I, no, no. Speaking of, why don't we just talk about the Great Polly? Since because I kind of want to hit on some of the more controversial. Ones. How about we don't and not? Um, I'm not good. <laughs> yeah, Kali's a weird one. I, I get it. You know, he's he's a big mark for their Indian, you know, market, and their, their Indian market apparently is huge. But that doesn't necessarily mean he deserves to be in the freaking Hall of Fame. I I think Mark Henry deserves to be upside down. <laughs> Mark Henry's already in. Is he in already? Yeah. In his really? in his yeah, in his speech, he made a public. That's right. Because it was a big thing. That's he made a public plea 
to Martha Hart to get Owen to allow Owen be inducted into, into the Hall of Fame. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because that was a big thing, and plus he put on the he put yeah, on the salmon suit. I remember. Yeah. Okay, I was yeah, saying this was like I want to say it was eighteen. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, that's right. Because hmm. I mean, I know they usually like to have like a giant in the Hall of Fame, but yeah, I mean, she you got Kane. I mean, what, like what else? Do you, yeah, do and you by the way, me and Casey talked about this. I would just love it because we were talking about how why the Rock and Taker is not in there, and I think this was even in, in our regular conversation of Rock and Taker need to be need to have a crowd. They're like you can't do yeah. this with you know virtually and all that, and, but I believe Kane deserves that too. But he could have the loophole and just and come out as like Isaac Yankum or the fake Diesel just to mess with. Doctor I Yankum, pal. The but, uh, then, what? but then Jerry the King Lawler has to induct him. <laughs> None of the fans are gonna know what the hell is going on. <laughs> Unless you watched in like '95, you have no fucking idea. Um, thoughts on the Bell Twins? That was another one that I know people have been picking up in arms about. It's it's hard for me to completely shit on it because. And I'm I'm trying to look at this objectively because I know what they did for more of their more more of their stuff outside of of Raw and SmackDown. I mean, uh, what uh, what the hell is that that damn show that I I don't watch it? Um, totally the totally Bella's or, yeah whatever the hell. So that that brought more eyes to the product, and I do think. In terms of in-ring work, they did have some, some talent. Some, I'm not, I'm not. You know, they're they're not. There are no Sherry Martell or, you know, May Young, Mildred Burke, or things of that nature. But but they, they they were very popular, and they were kind of the, they kind of gave that germ of the idea of the of eliminating the word diva from the women's wrestlers for what it's worth and both of them one of them right now had or have high profile wrestlers um no yeah well yeah. i will tell you this 90 percent of it is what vince wants that's that's the big thing it's like whatever vince is feeling that weekend but that's why i've said before if they get just given just a little little bit of criteria of why said person is going in. And yes, that's they do that with the video packages and all that stuff. But yeah, we, we know this is all it's just a a, a a television event for the weekend. It's nothing necessarily legit. But again, don't beat us over the head with it because we know it's what Vince wants. But just in terms of the perception on TV, it's like this person has done X, Y, and Z and they're they were eligible this year you know something to that like like you said nfl you gotta wait five years so after you retire and you only have so many times of uh, an opportunity until you go in so i i don't know but yes 
politics does does go into it. I mean, look at her. They have they have a woman. They have a faction. They have somebody of a minority descent. Um, somebody that's going to go in posthumously, i.e., bulldog. Uh, I could make the case minus the politics. I could make a case that the bulldogs, the tag team, should go in because regardless of what Davy and Dynamite's demises were, they were the one of the best tag teams of of, of their era in the mid '80s. But that's me. Yeah. Uh, the, the Bella twins is an interesting one for me, uh, because I think, I think Nikki deserves to go in. I always preferred Nikki over Brie. Um, I think she's done more women's wrestling wise. I think she made the Divas title worth a darn, uh, for a little bit of time that for the, well, she had it for a long time actually. Uh, but I mean, I don't know, you know, the, the bell, that, that the bells are almost like in a way a scapegoat one too. Like I'm just talking in terms of like if I had to induct somebody in, because uh, you know they're kind of just like you know they've been around, they are popular, people well, enjoy them for the most part. Well, at the same time with that, I'm on the I'm on the opposite spectrum of at least you know preferences with the Bellas. I always thought Bree was Bree is terrible compared to Nikki. Get out of my face! Horrible. Yeah, but but she has better taste than men. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> I always thought Brie was better in ring. I I never had anything against Nikki, but I felt like Nikki got her push because of John. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. How you know when when it when it finally was like public. That you know she was dating John Cena. That was all that her she was focused around was oh she's John Cena's girlfriend. Oh she's you know blah 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 John Cena. That was her. Hey, that I will tell you something. I will tell you something. Uh, Natalia ain't getting any ain't getting any rub from being a heart. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> Hey, Tamina ain't got a rub from being Samoan. Yeah, well, not, well, not that. You know, the, the only reason why she doesn't have a rub is because her father is a murderer. But that's besides yeah. the point. Not her fault. <laughs> not her fault. Not her fault. But that's that's the problem. That's the and, problem. And then, you get the residual heat because of that. It's like she was. I don't even know if she was born yet when that shit happened. Well, yeah. and with Natalia at the same, you know, at the same time with Natalia. The the quote the main heart is is hated by Vince McMahon, so that kind of wasn't helping her case at all. Uh, you know, I I mean, as much as we love Owen, when you think of the Hart, you know, Foundation, the Hart family, you think of Brett more so than in general. You know, the the average fan is going to think of Brett, and he is not has never been in the greatest standings uh, with Vince, at least since the screw job, even when he came back, you, you could tell it was just a, a, a money thing. You know, it, they, they didn't have, there wasn't any, you know, apologies. There wasn't any, you know, uh, 
no, nothing was changed. They they still hated each other, but I, and I think that unfortunately was what kind of kept Natalia down for so long because she's she's a great worker. She she is arguably the best women's wrestlers that WWE has had since she came into WWE. You know, I, I don't think anyone can argue that, but I, I don't think she got to nearly as high as she could have. And I think it was because she was held down because she's a heart and Vince isn't a fan of the heart family. Um, I, I, I honestly don't think the heart family and the fans were ever fans of each other, period. Cause you know, Vince well, basically bought well, out the entire territories and stuff. Well, here, here's the thing. Regardless, regardless of what happened at the screw job, Vince, Vince did did love Brett. What just the only problem is is that his the shit with I don't want to veer off too much into this. The shit with Martha did put a a they had a hand of splitting that family, the household of. Owen's household and the Hart family because the Hart family didn't want Martha to sue because it's like you're going after the most powerful man in this industry. He's going to take care of us for the rest of our lives. Our kids, our kids, kids, etc. Because, you know, Vince, Vince did take responsibility for what happened to Owen. But for anybody out there that wants to dive into that whole shenanigans of how Owen passed the gross negligence to it, but but the aftermath from it, and then like the the ship, the the, the screw job, the <laughs> can yeah. someone make can someone make that the the quote of the night? <laughs> this was more over than somebody with twins that had. You know, a a good figure, and one married Daniel Bryan, and was the other was engaged to John Cena. <laughs> I want to make that the title of the video. Just yes, please. I would induct <laughs> Mister Sacco before I induct the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway, um, no, I, I do think Vince really, really does love the hearts because Vince loves Stu. Stu, Stu was was you know helped out a lot of you know of getting some talent from the uh, Stampede territory. You know, it, uh, it, uh, Vince, uh, you, uh, I got uh, Rhino's ready. It's a uh, big bastard. They uh, uh, maybe somebody could uh, 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 stretch it out just a little bit. Uh, why are you guys trying to make Diana into a whore? I'll probably never have a chance to do a two heart impression, so I, I had to jump on the opportunity. But anyway, yeah, it, it's unfortunate. We like Natty probably does have a little bit of residual heat of, of who the uncles were, but but I do think that's in the grand scheme of things, it's chicken, chicken but nonetheless. Yeah. I- Yeah, I'm I'm a little uh, with the with the Hall of Fame. It's just, it's it's always just so. I haven't watched Hall of Fame in a while. I used to be really really into it. I used to watch it every year, and I, I don't know if it's because 
there's wrestling on every single night on WrestleMania weekend now. WrestleMania week used to be WrestleMania weekend. Now it's literally WrestleMania. WrestleMania weekend. year. <laughs> um, I don't know where Casey went, but uh, hopefully he's still there. But um, let's talk about the Peacock censorship thing. Um, number one, I I don't understand why you buy content like that when. Like, why do you buy WWE content and then you're like, well, I'm just going to neuter the content. Like, that's what I don't like. What's all you got to do is put a disclaimer before that it doesn't. Everything that's on Peacock doesn't align with Peacock's blah, 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 like or NBC's blah, 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 standards, whatever. Right. Like, then you're done. You protected your butt. Number two, nobody cares. Nobody cares that there's a live sex celebration on a Monday Night Raw on the network. Nobody cares. We've already seen it, right? Like, nobody cares that there's bra and panties matches on the network. Nobody cares. That's the whole point of the network, to commemorate all of that ridiculousness. Nobody cares of whatever they're going to take out of the Attitude Era. <laughs> nobody cares. <laughs> there's movies with worse things that, that the network has. Like, like literally. Um, I, I, I just don't understand why you're going to buy the content to then go back and censor the content. The whole reason you bought the content and one of the audience there was for, was for said content in, in its original form. That's the, that's why. And then it makes me think, you know, cause we've heard all these rumors of WWE maybe going back to an edgier product or maybe trying to do some things to kind of get more fans back in it. Is that going to be an issue? Like, is that going to be an issue? Is that going to just PG WWE back completely down to what it was before? Yeah. I, I don't know because at this, <clears throat> as I stated before, like, like at this point you might as well just show stuff from the 2010s on up. <laughs> Uh, correction, that should be the title of this video. <laughs> but I, well, there are things that don't need to be on there. Like me and Casey talked about this on our stereo episode. The Piper and Bad News Brown segment at WrestleMania 6 with half black, half white, or half blackface, which I don't think has ever been attempted before. And even Roddy's explanation didn't help matters because it still made absolutely no sense but beyond that it doesn't need to exist on there just because it was so stupid the match went like four minutes and plus that whole angle it it was not a roddy I, may you rest in peace i love you but it was stupid it was it was just a you may say i'm the hot scot Well, and, and, you know, uh, DJ already brought it up uh, that, you know, and we mentioned it too. Why would you buy all this content? You knew what you were buying. You knew, like, who doesn't know about WWE's history? You knew what you were buying. And you're going to sit, you're going to go through 15,000 hours of content to censor things. And I seriously, I think it's going to backfire on them because 
fans are going to get fed up with it and they're going to cancel their subscription because they're going to be like, hey, if I can't watch what I want to watch in its full entirety, why the fuck am I going to pay you $9.99 a month to for stuff that's cut out? Again, like we were saying, there are some, you know, Attitude Era shows and, you know, uh, shows back in the ter- territory days where and, – and in some cases, this is not an exaggeration. There could be seven matches on the card. Five of them had blood. So do you take all five of those matches out and just have two matches left? What do you What do you do there? Well, what with that, with like the match with JBL and Eddie Guerrero at Great American Bash, all it is, it, it, the whole match is going to be in black and white. <laughs> you remember when they were doing that? When they were turning stuff like which, which I get, but even then, but like. The, the, the ultimate sin with with that that concept alone is it completely destroys that double turn with Austin and Brett. Steve is bleeding buckets, and then he does the and pushes himself up. That's the the best visual. It's one of the best visuals ever. Michael's going. Wait, into is that the something cage. that they did? They 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 did that at one time where. When the real harsh close-ups of the blood, they would go to black and white. Hmm. It looked like an Oliver Stone movie. It was bizarre, but but like Michael's getting catapulted into the cage of the first hell in the cell. It might again that that's an iconic viewpoint. But you've already said it. All you have to do is put into context of the frame of reference at the time. The the form what you're about to see is blah 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 blah. blah. This this came out, you know twenty. 20 some odd years ago things changed since then if you're gonna if you're really gonna you know push the that push the envelope on that then just do that more on the modern product because we know what they've been trying to do since then especially since going public since really like again like oh like oh eight oh nine 2010 is they try to make it pg other than that, you can't whitewash stuff that's been in existence for, you know, like, my God, that, that, that all the way down to the WWF, there's been, there's been sketchy stuff. You can't completely, you can't completely whitewash what has already happened. I mean, and you can gradually see how the business evolved to it's not that anymore, especially when they went away from the territories, but that's why there still should be territories. What works in Florida ain't going to work in New York and vice versa. Well, and also, you know, we were, we were saying this last night and uh, I brought it up is professional wrestling is, is, is supposed to make you feel things. It is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable at times, just like movies, like horror movies. Horror movies are supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. Same with professional wrestling. There's times where it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. You're garnering a reaction. Exactly. And when you're taking that away, you're taking away the main point of it. That's why they're doing these things. That's why, you know, when when you get a, a, a huge feud and there's blood, oh, man, these guys really hate each other. These re- they really want to rip each other apart makes you a bit uncomfortable. The fingies, 
The fingies is supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. They're going to censor it. They're going to censor any fingy stuff. Any fingy stuff, they're going to have to censor it. Because I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable with the fingies. I'm not comfortable with it. Every Pete Dunn match is going to make you cringe every time. <laughs> Just going to go black screen every time he does any, any fingy stuff. It's black screen. <laughs> They just censor out the hand. <laughs> oh man. Um but yeah, I mean I the, the peacock thing is kinda weird. I'm still interested in what they're gonna do with this entire like transition that I don't think they're starting off on a good foot, number one. Uh but number two, I they still don't have a they still don't have a live program for the network, right? Yet. I think it's still just they have a channel, but it's like random on demand stuff. Yeah. Uh, which I think is Kind of, kind of and, and it's not categorized at all. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, w- I, I was searching. Well, I think I was searching for a takeover that wasn't on there yet. But still, like, I was searching. And I felt like I was. It was hard to find everything. Like there almost needs to be like search filters where it's like TV, movies, WWE, blah blah blah, yeah. sports, whatever. Because um, I was searching for something and I would have never found it the way that search engine yeah. is. They, like they need to like they have the WWE like category, but then in there they need pay per views, they need in ring, they need, you know the what they had in WWE they, Network. Yeah, they just need to copy and paste that <laughs> over. Seriously, yeah. but they, they rushed it because they were trying to get it on get this stuff up and running so quickly because of media coming up. But right. but either then but again, why didn't you make the deal to can we start this after Mania? Because after that, then you have, then you have that that allotted time until SummerSlam. Because nobody's going to yeah. give a shit about these other fucking pay per views in between. No. But anyway, any any other thoughts on the topic of discussion? Here? Hey, this could be. I think I brought this up before. This could be the opportunity for them eventually to sell the stock, especially because, you know, again, eventually in the end, this is all all Vince's doing and he wins in the end. They're like, wait a minute, you're going to give me a billion dollars for me to take my contact? Yes, here you go. But I just, I do believe if things, if, if we had streaming 20 some years ago, I think Vince would actually fight to actually have it be presented the way they originally were. But right now, he, he don't he don't care because well, it's publicly traded and blah blah blah. What what scares me is WWE or the McMahon's potentially eventually selling WWE as a whole to someone. Because then, then you ha- we have to fear who do they you know if they sell it who do they sell it to, and whoever they sell it to, are they going to keep it you know what it what, what it was meant to be or is it going to turn into something completely different, and you know that that's what really scares me about you know because yeah now we're just talking about them selling the content and stuff, not necessarily the company. But that is slowly, you know, a snowball effect to them 
because as much as I would love Vince to just sell it to Triple H or pass it along to Stephanie or or Shane or whatever, some something about him doesn't make me think he trusts them, which is crazy. Shane would be the logic, the logical inherent of that in that regards because Shane actually has he's been around the business now for you know, 30 plus years he 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 has a little bit of product knowledge but I, he would not want to be that hands on and they would actually have subdivisions for the first time ever i think yeah. some of that stuff is just just for i i, I don't want to say uh, kind of like kind of like de niro in in casino where he would change the title of his job so the Fed would get off and that he was always legit, but he ha- he would have to every one every once in a while, you know, it, it just just a little bit of window dressing. Shane could actually run run the, the the business side of the company. Paul Triple H could handle the actual wrestling. Yeah. Stephanie could have some involvement, but she could do the charity work because she's always usually the figurehead for it, whether it's Susan G. Cohen, Special Olympics, Make-A-Wish, all that stuff. Yeah. She she is, and she is good in that in that regard. But they would actually have three or four divisions that would have some structure as opposed to Vince saying, ah, let's make this department, pal, when he's <laughs> yeah, still the one I making the that- shots. I think that's that would be best too, and I've heard I don't know who I heard say something about that, but that I think I think that would be best. I and Casey, I agree. I hope they don't they don't sell to just somebody else well, and then screw themselves because I think because because my issue is like not that WWE has been the greatest thing we've ever seen over the past what ten years or so, but still, if the if if they sell to someone who has no idea what they're doing, then then they're really screwed. Yeah. yeah, the what my biggest fear is they sell it to a non wrestling minded person or sports entertainment minded person who come on, are they gonna sell it to Tony Khan? Exactly. Basically sell it to somebody like Tony Khan. Booker of the year Booker of the Year. Booker of the Year. But but Get like the you're stables. Saying, but like you're saying, have you know, have different divisions where you know Triple H is uh, in charge of the wrestling. Uh, Stephanie is in charge of the charity and even merchandise and stuff. Give her that. Um, and then, you know, Shane is the, the business side of it. And then you could even have, like, HBK be in charge of the performance center. And then you could have, like, William Regal be in charge of the, the UK stuff. Ha- have each person have – because, you know – for such a huge company, you can't just have you know two or three people. You have to have a bunch of people because there's so much. I, I don't. I don't think when fans complain about WWE as a business, I don't think they really put into pic, uh, like their the picture of it how big WWE is. It's not just oh, you know, a wrestling show every week. You know, it's not just you know, booking an arena. There's so much more that they have. They have the international stuff. They have, like, business. Up until, yeah, up until 2001, they were the most high-profiled, most successful mom-and-pop organization ever. Once they went public, 
forget about it. But like uh, other than that, whatever. I mean, the, Vince had the resources still, but again, that was you know again shoehorn budget. You know, a lot of it being out of pocket. Again, that's why WrestleMania one was so important because he literally put all of his eggs into that basket. If WrestleMania one doesn't work, we're not talking about WWE uh, today. We're still they're, they're still probably trying to get from the ground back. They may not be eliminated, but Jim Crockett and WCW would be head and shoulders above everybody else because there has been that debate for so many, for so many years, especially in the eighties. WWF was the hot, higher profile, more well known product, but the stuff in the South, the NWA had the better wrestling. Well, sidebar. Wait, hold on, hold on. I have a point. You have a point for the second time in my life. I do. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, it'll another... be a long time before he makes the third point. <laughs> You know what? You're uh, you're made in the top five favorite Canadians of mine. Uh, so what's zero times zero? It's not twelve. <laughs> I'm thinking it's not twelve. Uh, but but uh, I forgot what I was going to say now. I forget, no, um, that that's kind of another discussion we can have. Kind of a and there's not necessarily an answer to it, but like. And this is kind of a discussion I've always wanted to have with people. Uh, kind of a what if, what if Mania didn't take off, or what if, what if WCW won? What if, you know, the tables were turned? What would, what would, you know, the business look like today? Um, and, and again, there's not necessarily an answer because we don't know, but we can kind of, you know, give our guesses and things like that. So that could kind of be a sort of out-of-the-box discussion we could have. Yeah. But, um, again, with go, kind of going back to the Hall of Fame, sort of staying with the business aspect of WWE, we also talked about this on the uh, discussion last night. And it's, it's a crazy idea, I know. Why would anyone do this? I don't know of any other company or any organization that actually has a physical Hall of Fame Build a physical Hall of Fame that people can visit year-round. You're going to make so much more money. You can change exhibits, you know, from, you know, do a, like like I was saying last night, do a Stone Cold exhibit for, you know, three months and then change it to an Undertaker exhibit and then change, you know, keep changing it. So people keep wanting to come back to see the new exhibit. And they have so much stuff in their warehouse of memorabilia that they can have there year-round that people are going to want to come and see. And, and like we were saying, put it in Florida. People already vacation there year-round anyway. You know, hey. I'll make a couple. Like, I mean, you probably have so much memorable, you know, memorabilia that you can yeah. make, you know, make one in Connecticut, make one in Florida, put one in New York or whatever. Put one that on, of course, his, in Cali. That was his first suggestion was up there. But, you know, I'm like, to me, to me, if you don't, definitely do up there. Like, just because that, that seems to be like their second hub, what they're trying to go for is Florida. But really, I think Sanford, mainly Florida, but Sanford, Florida, Chicago, 
Yeah. Uh, and then and then L.A. Because like now you're you're hitting all all you know points in, in, into the country. Yeah. I mean, for one, one thing you must have you must have it is it is an absolute requirement. All of them must have a year round Andre segment. Yes. Just be and, and I, yeah. I've already Jesus KC is on a roll tonight. <laughs> Let's not get crazy. Well, I I ain't called him butter because he's on a roll. But but also you know after you know not I wouldn't do them all at once. I would you know I would roll out one and then you know maybe a year or two later open the next one. And, yeah. You know, yeah. One. And eventually I would also open one maybe over in the UK somewhere and possibly one in Canada. You know, so it's it's not just you know because other countries are going to want to have, and definitely the UK I think needs one because you know there's so much wrestling history, but just from the UK, and obviously Canada. Um, so I would and Florida, and Florida, not ever forget, and Florida. Uh, so I would definitely eventually you know have one there, those places too. Um, because that way, you know, some people just don't have the, the, the finances to go to another country to see something. So have have one over there that they can see and have more kind of specific, you know, Canadian stuff in the in the Canada one and, you know, uh, stuff from the UK in the UK one. Um but then you can you can you know change exhibits like like we were saying have you know a main exhibit for three four months and then switch it that way people are gonna con- constantly gonna want to come and you're constantly making money rather than just having you know these exhibits set up for WrestleMania weekend and access when yeah you're gonna make a ton of money because millions of people come in. WrestleMania weekend, but think of how much more money you're gonna make year round, and you'll know all my dollar is really what Vince cares about, you know. Yeah, and if you have if you have a spot in Canada, you could call it the Canadian Destroyer. <laughs> and uh, when you walk in, somebody they you know they greet you with a little. Um, with a little, you know, uh, kind of explaining, you know, the history of professional wrestling in Canada, but it starts out with, I could be serious. And I want it. And I want the. I want the moderator to be Scott Steiner. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> There's a 33rd percent chance that you're going to make it through this exhibit. <laughs> I want I want Steiner to try, I want Steiner to try to explain the metric system. <laughs> um why if nobody else has any points real quick, wanna tell everybody if you want to listen to us like always, Anchor, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Ankle, Snapple Podcast, as usual as well. If you hate Facebook and you want to watch it on YouTube, you can, or vice vice versa. Um, my last point is, you know, my last my last point is, 
I'm just waiting for Peacock to realize that I'm in Virginia and they don't allow blood at wrestling shows. So they're going to start blowing out the blood for me specifically. So that's what I'm waiting on. Um, so I'll be, be waiting. Uh, I will be ready for that moment. But uh, nonetheless, um, any other thoughts real quick before we get out? I, I, I want Peacock to work, but I just think that they're, I think they're, they're shooting themselves in the foot, in the foot. Trying to, yeah, trying to exactly trying to appease a conglomerate like NBC, which I know they have history, but again, you knew what you were buying. You knew what yep. you were buying. But even NBC has shows that depict blood and violence. What the? What is the difference? That's Why? Not real pal. <laughs> None of it's real. <laughs> I can't be on TV. I can't be on TV if I'm dead. Exactly. I was just gonna say, this big man literally blew up in a limousine. That, that is a quote. That is that is a quote from one Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> can't be on TV if I'm dead. Michael, get in here. Get rid of the blood. <laughs> Good night, Sarah. Good night. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for the show. Definitely hope you guys enjoyed it as always. If you haven't given us a like yet, like the page or whatever you you, you do with the page, feel free. Um, Justin somewhere fishing. Um, I don't I don't know at the marina. Uh, I thought it was in Narnia, but Adam said he was at the marina, so I was like, he got to be fishing. Gotta I was be. trying to type in Narnia. Damn, I'm correct. <laughs> what's even worse is when I first read it, here's my dyslexic ass. I'm like, wait a minute. He must be in Marinara? <laughs> that really is a Red Kingdom. <laughs> But uh, definitely hope you guys enjoyed. Until next time, we'll have some other video coming up soon. Definitely hope you guys enjoyed. We'll see. Maybe a wrestling-related one. Probably. Maybe. It might be something else, but I don't know. Anyway, we'll see you guys for uh, WrestleMania week, and we'll have some things to talk about, of course, for, for that, too, which will be along. Wrestling every every night. <laughs> I, think we, I think we do a, uh, a watch-along every night. Well, because there's two nights of TakeOver. There's two nights of Mania. Wait, speaking of which, speaking of which, Justin, I love you, brother, but how are we going to watch the TakeOvers now? They're not on the network yet. Yeah. (laughs) Mania's hard. But uh, nonetheless, we'll see you guys on the next video. Peace, people.